Yes, you lovely people, if you're not already, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify. I saw the, the, the funniest lap dance ever. <laughs> so, cause, so one of the lads has to do a lap dance on the other lad. You, know, you have to spin for the second one. Oh, the, the best ever. Funniest ever when you thought, you, you must do this at home. Man. You know, you're like Gene. Not that I've ever been to a lap dance. Of course. Clear. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome back to the Fozcast. We've had a couple of weeks off, but we are back with a bang. We are here today with one of the most straight-talking, straight-to-the-point, he's actually a bit of a cool hero in the Premier League, actually. One of the coolest managers out there, Sean Dyche. How are you, mate? Good, thanks. Good. You okay? Yep, good. Um, Just rehydrating after a couple of lager shandies last night. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new Moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Moneymaker. Play the game and you could win money. Up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. That's the beauty of it now. That brings me straight into my first question. So, I'm not playing football at the minute. You're not managing at the minute. How does how does it work for a manager out of work? What, what what's life like? Well, it's, it's the yin and yang when you're in it. So um, it's, you know, I said to you, but when when you're in it and you're getting on with it, I wasn't de de energized or anything. I wasn't ready to come out. Yeah. But then when you do come out, you go and you sort of decompress. You know, it takes you a bit of time. You go all right. You know. Yeah. So I'm in that pretty good period where you go well. Was that it for nine and a half years? If you imagine since I was 16, I went to football at 16, I've only ever had three and a half, four months off, as in off when I got wow. sacked out of Watford. Yeah. Actually out of work. Yeah, like when you just yeah. downtime. Yeah. So then you go, well, actually then, you probably sort of weirdly need a bit of downtime. But you, but when you're in it, you don't think it, yeah. you're cracking it on, you know what I mean? And then when you come out, but you go... I don't right. think a lot of people understand that with, with players and managers. Is like, obviously with people with standard jobs that can take annual leave, Christmases, you, you're not there for birthdays maybe you yeah. can't choose exactly when you go on holiday you know, I, I took a few mates away um, a few weeks ago and it's the first time ever in my life apart from being a little kid that I've been away in July uh, sorry yeah no August yeah August, first time ever and, you know everyone goes away in sort of July, end of July did it August. feel different just more people around yeah you know, normally I mean I, I got used to I'm sure you agree you know with or when I you know made a bit of a bigger name for myself when when you when you're in them nice windows sort of late May, June, it's actually quite nice, you know, because it's kind of not that many people, wherever you go, they're not really, it's not mad, you yeah. know what I mean? So you actually, you can mooch around and live a pretty normal life, you know what I mean? Whereas when I went away the other week, obviously people, it's like a selfie off, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I bet loves, you're getting pouters, aren't you? Oh yeah, yeah, everyone loves a selfie, you know what I mean? And so you just, you're just constantly doing selfies for someone or another. <laughs> so it's so the weirdest some... thing, I, I don't know what that's all about. I mean, I was, some people I go, you know, some a bit like an old lady come up and go, can I have a selfie? Can I, have a selfie? I feel like I'm, what, what are you going to do? No one does autographs that? anymore. No. Autographs are out the window. So you, know, you know about a week later, if you like me anyway, you certainly thought I'd go through your photos to delete them. Someone just goes, sure, no, well, that's going. Nah, no chance. Yeah, it's going straight on Instagram. Yeah, right, that's no. staying. But if you're me, they go, ah, no. 
That's what are you? Are you on social media yourself? <coughs> no, excuse me. No. Nothing. No. I love that. I'm um, not against it though. Yeah. Okay. Popular misconception. I'll clear up just quickly. Everyone go. Oh, Sean, I was against. I'm not against social media at all. It's an absolute misconception. I just didn't see the value in it with football yeah. and footballers because I think it brings too much heat. Yeah, sure. That was it. But I'm not absolutely not against social media at all. I think for the younger players out there, I think it's a problem. I agree with you. I think for younger players, it's a problem and they get too much into it and it's like they live their life around this thing. I think when you're a bit older, you understand it a bit yeah, more. Yeah, and you can take the hits a bit more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Young, them hits feel hard. You know what I mean? It's If you're like me, when I was playing, you know, you're reading the page, see if you've got seven oh, out of nice. ten. It's mad, six. isn't it? Yeah. Whereas you get to year five of being a football player, like, been there. But the first five years, you're really impressionable. And the weirdest thing that I say to some of the youngsters, I go, you know, people are giving you hits who know nothing about what you do. Yeah. And yet, weirdly, you'll take some kind of either grandeur or a hit from someone who, with all due respect, might be an IT consultant telling you that you're brilliant or you're not. You've and never met this person. Know, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're never going to meet this thing. person. Yeah. It's mad, somehow, it? it now holds all this power. I know. It's easy, that though. It does worry me, not just for football, for society. It worries me that. Yeah, Kids and that, that. getting mad on that. You I'm know, with you. People they don't even know. It's easy for Weird. people to say, though, just ignore it. Just ignore it. But when it's not happening to them... Like if you get it and you, it's it's hard to not look at it, especially if you're of an age yeah. and people go, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. But when it's said about you and someone's going, uh, it, it's hard not to take it personally, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, even, you know, with the role I had as a manager, you still get some hits about stuff that you go, really? You know, or, or uh, you know, yourself um, from your career, they, they, a photo tells this story that's not even a story. Yeah. I mean, I got a photo, the, when I got the sack, I went to this thing in, in Nottingham, uh, uh, like a band reunion thing. And I was with Stephen Reid. Yeah. And it was always planned. We were always going to do it. But then there was this like big hurrah. And what happened was we were going into the doorway, right? This is how it all goes mad. Going in the doorway and the lead singer from the Clone Roses, right? Yeah. He, he, he comes up. <laughs> seriously, it's brilliant. <laughs> it was at Rock City. He comes up and goes, all right, Daichi, what are you doing now? I said, come for a night out. Left it a bit later, yeah. so everyone's in. Just sneak in the back door, nice. a bit of fun. And he went, do you want to come back? You have a beer? So I went, yeah, see if you mind if I have a picture. Boom, it's out there. Then all of a sudden, you know, Deitch after getting sacked goes out to club and all that. I'm going, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and you just and it was, we had a great night, a really good crack, really good night with some really nice people, and it sort of gets swerved into yeah, this weird story of like you should be at home yeah, with your head in your crying, hand, yeah. Yeah, crying, yeah, yeah. What am I going to do? And on the Saturday, same thing up and had a couple of beers um, in the afternoon. My mate and my son, my own son, nice, isn't but, it? Yeah, but no, but then that story goes out like this is how Sean Knight was reacting to being sacked. I was like, well, I'm just with me lad. You know, just live a normal life. That's yeah. what normal folk do all the time. Yeah, but then isn't you, it? If you, it's almost like you're sort of not allowed in some view. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I went to TGI Fridays last night actually with my son. It was his birthday last week, so his grand, his, his, um, his uh, godparent dropped by. He was like, come on, let's go for some food. Do you want? Should we go into Cov TGI's? All right, cool. Mate, there's a kid sitting over there, right? And as soon as he walks in, I was thinking, oh, for God's sake, because like he sat there, there's a few kids, and I'm thinking, they've noticed me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, just just have your wits about it. Don't let him be videoing you. And at one point, I've got these chicken wings, Daichi, right? And I'm chatting, and it is, and it's shit. But it's normal life. That's what people do. You ain't going to do it with a knife and fork. You're just eating away on a chicken wing. And I look up, and this dickhead is videoing me yeah, with his phone. Yeah, it's really weird. Oh, it's so horrible, isn't it? Everywhere you go. I've had that. I've had uh, weird with me and Wony had. Um, well, 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 if this is interesting, we go out on a Thursday night where we lived in Worley. And because we were on the road at five in the morning, we'd have an early start and an early finish. Yeah. But of course, that looks weird if you're in a pub and it's like 5.30. Because people are going, oh, on it. On you know, a session. No, no, I'll be in bed by nine, mate. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'll have three pints. I'll be mangled because I've, I've been up since five. But people take that slice of life. Yeah. 
I've had things like, I remember we went to, we were playing Leeds, I think we were, and we stayed at this hotel and it had the golf course next to it. So I said to the staff, bearing in mind you've got your whole Burnley outfit. Yeah, yeah. I said, we'll dive over for a couple of beers. And you know, people say the weirdest things. There's a golf, there's like a terrace and all these golfers there. And you know, it's always one who thinks they can have you off a yeah, little bit. Yeah, of course, yeah. So he goes, uh, he goes, oh, what are you doing here, Daichi? Sneaking out for a beer. I said, I don't need sneaks. I'm 48 years old. Yeah, I've got children. And they forget, yeah, I'm like, Sneak, sneaking over a beer? Are you mad? Oh, yeah. Sneaking yeah. out for a beer? And I'm not playing tomorrow. Yeah, no, no, that's another thing. That's another weird thing. People go, oh, you've got a game tomorrow? And I go, yeah, I'm 40 out in the manager. I think I can have four pints, you know? Yeah. Probably a lot more and still activate by sweet, three yeah. o'clock. Yeah, by three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> it's the maddest thing. People take these little slithers of life and add these big stories to them. Over something dead simple. It's madness. We, we were in the hospital when you split your head open a few weeks ago. We split his head open. These standards, no seats in the emergency room. So Ben stood in the corner, head split open. As a kid, we're filming him, and you're yeah, thinking, "Oh, mate, mate no, come it's on!" Mad, isn't it? Yeah, they're just anything. As long as they can get that picture of that moment in so, time. Sometimes you can have a bit of fun with it. People come up to me in Nottingham. They go, "What are you doing there?" I go, "I live it." And they just look at you. Oh. They don't know what to say, yeah. No, and it's the most bizarre thing. You're like, what, did you think I was just wandering around aimlessly? Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? People go to places. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing yeah. here? Like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. world class at having people God. off as well. He's brutal, honestly. He's yeah. he's got that deadpan, watching the stone cold, and he'll somebody will say something, and then like he did it with Jamie a minute ago. So Jamie was trying to set the cameras up, and he's saying, "Daichi, you're going to sit like that." And he went, "It's got to do with you." Jamie's went bright red. <laughs> I did some Stoke fans <laughs> yesterday afternoon. I was walking into West Bridgeford near where. Um, we live and I was just walking down the road going to meet they have a legend thing in West Bridge right where the old forest legends yeah. go it's magnificent Frank Clark John Robertson brilliant they tell you stories and that so we sit and have a coffee and some lunch so I was walking down this, this lab I went alright Daichi uh, are you going to Stoke I said what's it got to do with you I'm a Stoke fan I went oh well I'll tell you then yeah alright sweet yeah, I'll tell you inside. walked off and all his mates just pissed us <laughs> off does it annoy you when people call you Daichi that don't know you another weird thing I think because I'm sort of a familiar type character I get that all the time. People do this weird thing, right? You walk along like, and they say it extra loud, like you're going to stop and join in with their life. They go, oh, hey, oh, Sean Deitch. As if you're going to go, all right, mate, and what are you doing? Yeah, like let's go it. for yeah, a bite. Head down, Oof, just carry on. Um, it's just the oddest thing. Let's take it back to the man. So, Not so, so most people are good. So, so like I say, you're out of the work at the minute. What's it like then? So are you... Is it? Did, what do you have to do? Do you do you sort of have to go to as many games as no, possible? No, well, not the minute, not the minute. I mean, we were touching on their general life, so you catch up with your kids, your your life, yeah. your friends, stuff you've put off. You know, a lot of that happens. I mean, you know, random. I'll give, I'll give you an example of how it feels because it's a it's a real thing, and I'm not name dropping. I, I I did a charity golf day, and it was with Chris Akabusi. Yeah. So I met him, and he said, "Will you do my charity golf day?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, sure." And he said, "Come down, we'll have a game of golf at Woburn, right?" So randomly, I was on. I was with Chambo, our mate. So he he randomly rang me. I'm driving down the motorway to go to the house in Northampton because I moved. Um, but we were getting rid of it and all that. Chambo said, "You fancy nine holes at home?" So I see Chris Akabusi, right? So I said, "Oh, Chris, we'll get that game of golf in that I said to you last year." And he went, "That was eight years ago. <laughs> eight years ago that I'd said, oh, we'll have a game of golf.'" And you suddenly go, "Where's that eight years gone?" So then you imagine that times. 50 of them moments, you know, your mates going, oh, yeah. let's go away next year. And then people you know from around the country, because I had a bit of a journeyman career, lived in uh, different places, you know, and then you go, you're promising all these, yeah, yeah, we'll do that, we'll do this, we'll do that. And all of a sudden you get time and you go, oh, yeah. right. 
You know, just some simple stuff. You notice how kind of like, like I say, I haven't played football now for what, four, four or five months since the end of last season. I've realised how unsociable football actually oh, is. Yeah, when you're, you're in right. it, isn't it? Like you, yeah. you, you take it, you just take it as a given that Christmas and yeah. weekends and even Fridays, you're yeah. travelling, you're going to be somewhere, you're not going to be able to commit to something. It's so unsociable, yeah, isn't and, it? Yeah, and simple life stuff like that, you know, you're having a night out and people go, oh, you've been out a lot lately. And you go, really? They yeah. go, how was that then? You go, well, you've been in here a lot. And you go, what, like once in six years? You know? <laughs> and they had these little stories on, so it's just weird, all that. But a lot of normal stuff, some football stuff. Some of just like uh, Michael Duff, who's in at Barnsley, yeah. I went up and said, look, do you want me to come and have a look at what you're doing? Just give you an opinion. Good guy, you know. And he said, yeah, great. A few phone calls. Joey Barton, we were like catching up with them. Um, I live in Nottingham now, so I've been down the forest a couple yeah. of times, but not obsessively, not... You know, because you sort of need a break from it as well yeah. as, you know, to get your first real, really back for it. So I'm not, I've just been casually watching. People do, but another weird thing, popular music is ever, you know, but where you know this, people think like your whole life, that's it, you just go and watch football all day. Yeah. Don't they? It's weird. Yeah. And you go, do. no, don't do that at all. So they ring you, oh, what did you think of that? What do you think? I said, I haven't even seen it. I haven't even no, seen it, no chance. Yeah, it's watching that. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a, another thing. I've, I'm, I've really got a real appetite for what I do, but that doesn't mean that you watch every game at every level. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, just, you just watch a bit of my lad's play. So I've been to a few of the Northampton games and stuff like that. I mean, he's mainly sub, but, you know, go down in case he gets on and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, nice. So just some pretty normal stuff, really. You know what I mean? With, a few um, trips as well with the lads and stuff. With, with regards to sort of getting a new job as a manager, right? How, how does it work where... So say, say, for example, I don't know, whoever it was in the Premier League, somebody gets sacked, right? And it's kind of... And straight away, you're getting linked with that job, yeah? Do, is it a case of they literally just invite you to come and like that's the job the job's yours if you want it or is it like we've seen at Man United in the summer do you know like when there's the interview in these different managers and it's like tell us about your philosophy tell us about all that kind of stuff how does yeah. it work well it's changed a bit I mean you know I was in at Burnley for nine and a half years so back then I was out of Watford and then a few months out and I went through the whole real interview process so they did a proper process I think there was 12 11 or 12 did a first interview yeah then I got invited is it back Burnley for, yeah. yeah then I got okay. invited back for a second interview um, and then actually a, a sort of casual third one with my assistant Ian Wone. Yeah. Um, and then I got the job. Different clubs do different things. Some will, will have targeted you, so therefore it's more like we all kind of are our person. So yeah. therefore we're probably going to take you. We just need to sound it out. Yeah. Some you do more casual style. You know. Um, I mean, I've, I've obviously haven't been doing them, but this is what people tell me. You know, someone. I mean, in my case, I did a PowerPoint presentation about what I thought. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. My, my opinion of what the club I thought was from the outside, yeah. um, what I could bring to it type thing. You know, I'm told some ask for that, some don't, some just like say, some because they're probably going to fancy you anyway, just want to chat with you. So in answer to your question, that can be very varied yeah. how that comes around. The, the first port of call is usually they come to you. You know, you don't go to them really. Yeah, you, sure. you might have an agent drop your name in, but they sort of know probably the shortlist they're thinking yeah, of. Yeah. And now and again, you do get the, you know, the sort of sidewinder where someone, you know, just takes you, you know, I've been told a younger manager who suddenly get a call out the blue, just almost like, oh, we've heard some stuff about this person. So let's go and have a chat with them. Probably I got a bit about that. Because don't forget, I'd only had one year at Watford. Yeah. So I was probably, I could, looking back, one of the maybes, you know, and then they thought. Did, did you get any? Um, did you get any mad ones when when you got sacked from Burnley? Did you get any mad sort of job offers? Because when I so end of season, I kind of left Watford, free agent, not sure whether I'm going to retire, whatever. I got a few absolute bonkers ones, mate, all over the world. I'm talking. I got a Qatar one straight away. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I'd just come out and I was like, nothing gets working anywhere in the world. But you know, I thought, well, that's seven out of eight years in the Prem, yeah. so therefore I'd probably give it a window to see if a Prem club would want me first. Uh -huh 
just because it's a great league, you yeah, know, you course, know yourself, yeah. top league. And, you know, managers from all over will tell you, you know, that's it's still probably, arguably the best league. Yeah, you yeah, know? Sure, so therefore yeah. you think, well, after seven years of it, you give yourself a window to see if someone else goes, no, we'll, look, we'll have a look at you. You know what I mean? We fancy that. So I think I've got to give myself a healthy window. Yeah. I'm not against working outside of the Prem, whether abroad or the championship. Yeah. Or anything. Would I'm you not, do that, would you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not against any of that. I've never been... Never really been a football snob. Obviously, I played outside of the Premier League. I played in the champ, the first and the second. So, you know, I never played a lot in the Premier League anyway. So I'm not adverse to working in different levels or anything like that. I, I just really like the challenge of what it is. But this, this many years later, though, obviously, you're in a very <laughs> different me. position from when, when you left Watford to then nearly, you know, knocking on a decade later. Your stock's different, isn't it? So, like, mm. you it's probably less likely you're going to be in for power points and stuff because you've got the reputation and you've got yeah, the stat standing that as a manager. Yeah, as well because don't forget, it might get you in the door quicker because of what you do, but on the other hand, it might get you out the door because you go, oh no, he can only do this. So, you know, it's yin and yang. They, the thing is with the media now, you, you live in a box and there's no point in fighting to get you to get out the box. You just go, all right. You know, because they endlessly just want to put you back in that box. Yeah, of course. You've got to remember the media work very sort of quickly so therefore once you're in that box it makes it easy writing easy to report on Sean Dyche does this yeah fact. simple end of story yeah because yeah. yeah. it was simple but borderline on easy so they just go right uh, Burnley did this yeah they love you no, though the media do they always yeah, absolutely love you yeah, like say almost yeah. to the, like a cult following kind of thing do you know what I mean yeah I don't know I mean I just try to be pretty genuine well yeah. you've known me a while yeah. and you pretty I think you pretty much know straight that I to am. the point mate yeah no but no I've always been like that so yeah you know me. I think that's Crew chain that, but you know that's I mean? not that's not only like your your uh, your personality is what you are as a bloke but I think that is your management style so I've got written down here like you're basically is, is that is that make it easier to be a manager and implement that as your style when that's your personality anyway? Because I can imagine, like I've never played for you, but I could imagine that you basically would every day or whenever, or if you sign for a new club, you'll go, right lads, this is how it's going to work, right? It's black and it's white and it's simple. There's no grey area. Don't mess about. Don't be dickheads. Do it properly. We'll all get on well. Yeah, something like that. I mean, there's a bit more to it, but yeah, basically the, 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 the culture's got to be right, yeah. I think. you know, And I, I think... You know, I had four promotions as a player, albeit outside the Prem, but I had four. And I knew, or every time I thought, yeah, it's right. Here. Yeah, yeah. And so I reflected on that. What do you need to get promoted or, or achieve, whichever way you look at it? Well, you definitely need a core. You need, I think, you need a culture and a core that is really important. Mm -hmm. To get that, you need a good environment. I think I have a laugh as well. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty close with the players. There's none of that sort of boundary. I don't stand up there and you can't talk to me or touch me. You know what I mean? I don't do that. Um, they know where the line is. I'm pretty sure of that. And then you kind of build something that works. I mean, forget that. You know, everyone go for, you know, the favourite one, we, we all laugh at it, all the, all the managers laugh at it. So some manager you've never heard of will come into the Premier League or the Championship, they go, oh, you know, fans outside the stadium, oh, a, a great tactician. You're like, hey, even though he is. Yeah. Hey, like, Where's that How come you from? Know? Yeah, well, this great tactician come Because the media's told you so. Yeah, we just, we just yeah, laugh. Yeah, we yeah. just sit there laughing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But with the culture, uh, Sean, it's... Uh, like look at like yourself over the years and just as a, a kind of generic football fan you look at it and say it's no coincidence that managers like yourself and Eddie Howe been in the Premier League for a very very long time got a a British kind of core of lads culture and if you're playing in the English game obviously you're going to look at foreign players if they're good enough but that surely goes a very very long way having that British core of the lads spine. I think the spine's important but it's another thing you know I've had the popular oh, look at how fucking that. embarrassingly well, look at fucking that. Well, by the way it's a fine you know that's a fine. 
Hey, you got your phone on? We Sorry, don't. Phone on. <laughs> it's all about. So that's a fine. That's a fine. Straight if, away. If, if, fine. If, if fine in a meeting. Your... I know. I was in, you're getting ruined. Simple as that. If phone goes off in a meeting. And it's my meeting. <laughs> you're getting ruined. Massive problem. What would that fine have been at Burnley? Where no, we didn't do. You know, Mr. Bear, we do a wheel like spin. Yeah, wheel. yeah, yeah. So it could be anything on the spin wheel. It could be what, what, like what then? Oh, so lap dance. You no, spin for, come on. Yeah, lap dance. We, you, so you lap dance. Is there fines number? in there? Is there actual money fines in there? Oh yeah, yeah. Some get some. You get it back. Some will be like you get times two spins back and all that. <laughs> that was a fair wheel. We're so, out for so, dinner next week, mate, after that. So, so hold on a minute. So this wheel, right? So I've heard about the wheel before, okay? So who who actually has to sort of like spin the wheel and adhere right, to whatever so, the fine is? So quick story for you, because loads of people nicked this idea yeah. um, from us and then sold it as their own. But we actually nicked it in the first place. Yeah. I, 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 never, I never nick other people's work. I tell them where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. And it came from rugby. We heard Mark Howard, who was my sports scientist with us at Burnley, great operator, we were trying to get a new feel in that, you know, because lads gone a bit sloppy. Christmas, you know, the old favourite. Before Christmas, fines, yeah, fines, yeah, fines. Yeah. After the Christmas, do not find it. And we're trying to, you know, keep a tight rein on it. I'm on about simple stuff, by the way, not the big stuff. If you if you're an hour late training, you, you know, I'm going to you're going to come and see me. Yeah, I like the little stuff, shoddiness, you know, t- you know, kit lying around, you know, the usual footballer yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how how said uh, I've heard about this wheel. So we think, right, and it's got like fines on it. So we were like, okay, let's play around with it. So we had numbers on it, which was your squad numbers, obviously, and then letters. So whatever the letter landed on would be a fine of some description. <laughs> so some were personal fines, like, you know, uh, sit in the river. There was a river next to the train. I sit in the river for a minute. Um, that's, that ain't fun. Trust me, it's October <laughs> and the river's freezing. Um, we had dance off. We had sing off. Uh, we had boy band. So that was oh. brilliant. The boy band was brilliant because if you got fined, you have to spin three times for two of the people to join you. Oh, it's oh, brutal. Blood. So people are dying. People are going, oh, no, no, you know, because they're cringing. <laughs> um, stuff like that. But then there'd be uh, 150. There'd be, the, I think the biggest one, it wasn't crazy, to be fair, Ben. And, you know, because the lads are doing all right. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think it was 350. Yeah. But bearing in mind, if you've just left like a cup on the table You're in and you get done for 3.50 that's oh, going to hurt you for yeah, leaving a cup on a yeah. table that's going to hurt you know what I mean I think basically then everybody is just praying that it's like a dance off or it's like a sing off or something like that no no because they're, no, they're desperate to not get that and you? you're thinking oh no because you'll pay the fine for money no no, no that's what I'm saying but oh, yeah, everybody yeah. else oh no everybody everyone else, else sorry yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah they're desperate yeah. I mean I can't see you but I, I saw the, the, the funniest lap dance ever <laughs> so, cause, so one of the lads has to do a lap dance on the other lad you, know, you have to spin for the second one oh the, the best ever, funniest ever when you thought, you, you must do this at home, man. You know, you're like cheating. Not that I've ever been to a lap dance. Of course. You made that clear. I've heard stories from Ben. But the, no, the idea is we were like properly howling. I mean, howling. And some of the some of times, I remember Stephen DeFore, obviously Belgian international, he comes in, he loved it. You know, you'd think, you know, you hear these, oh no, you know, because he's an international and he wouldn't, he absolutely Buzzing for it. Oh, loved it. Beyond belief, loved it. <laughs> Sit there crying like it was like the best invention in the world. He's a guy know. wheeling it out every time. Yeah. So when do you do this? On a Friday? Yeah, so Friday before the team meeting, you know, change of feel. Yeah, it, yeah. it originally came around, it was a win-win, right? So find them to keep things, you know, a bit, a bit of culture and a bit of, you know, keep things right. But then equally what you found was you sort of stripping egos back because people at first are cringy. Yeah, yeah. And then they, it's a like, suddenly, you know that weird thing when you go, actually, these cats are laughing with me, yeah. not at me, yeah. they're with me. 
and then it changes the feel. Yeah, yeah. So we started doing that because some lads, you know, dancing in front of the group, you know, it's like Brutal. dying. Oh god, dying. It's so it's, some hilarious oh. dancing where people just cannot dance. But they're nervous as well, like yeah. the sing off. Like when you get a new then, pen, you have to do the sing off. Like, oh. like, I, I, I can have a bit of fun, but I'm not good at jokes. And there was things like I can tell three jokes. You know, people. Some people just can't tell. Freeze a joke. up. Yeah, absolutely frozen solid. And then someone finds her for money and all that. So yeah, again, to, to build a culture. This was part of it. Yeah. And then that's that can get misconstrued. You know, it's like, ah, oh, dinosaur, deitch, you yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. like no. as a spin wheel and he thinks that's going to win a game. And you go, no, it's no, nothing no. to do with that. It's to do with getting a group of people to all align, strip back their egos and go, we're all in it together. Yeah. And yeah. what about what about new signings? Is it, did you ever have any sort of set initiations or anything like that? Yeah, just a sing, you know. Is it the same? Yeah, it's yeah. always a sing. Staff as well. Staff yeah, sing. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some players properly melt with that as well. Oh, you have. For People sure, have mate. Oh, it's disgusting. Like. Well, you can't win. You either got to sing in a way where you sing your art out good or bad. You're either a good singer or you get laughed yeah. at. Or you do that weird thing when you sort of do that embarrassed singing and then the lads are caning <laughs> you. Absolutely ruining you. It's so mad, you isn't it? With, with tubes on and, um, you know, it's in his golf channel, when he, he, his, as golf channel, when he says that every guest that he gets on, they take their first tee shot and he says, they are absolutely shitting themselves. Yeah. And he yeah. said, they're having a game of golf with him. But he said, they are absolutely no, I do, shitting I do that. themselves. I do that. Steve Stone, a good friend of mine, proper golfer. I said, Stoney, I can't play in all them things because I just get too nervous. And he went, he said, do you never think to yourself, playing in front of 70,000 people, yeah. so why am I bothered about two? And no. I went, no. He said, I can't. I said, I just can't do it. Um, you talking about golf there quickly. I've, um, our, our mutual friend Alec Chamberlain texted me earlier and said, um, "You've got one story that you're going to be able to tell. Is there's, there's a couple of naughty stories that you definitely can't tell. Um, nothing bad, obviously, obviously. But um, obviously. one of them was um, you were playing somewhere in Scotland and you've teed off. You've you've teed off it in were. front of the markers so, and the lads aren't happy with oh, it. It was hilarious. So Chambo's proper anal out yeah, about, yeah, yeah. about his golf. I mean, he's mad for it. And he, he, he's so mad for it. Like, and I just play golf for fun, right? I compete at everything. So golf for me, I don't compete. It's just pure fun. You know, I'm not pretty handy when I'm going. I've had two back hops over the last few, four years. So I'm, a bit, I'm not so good at the minute. But around about 10, you know, got down to yeah, eight, decent, eight to 10. Yeah. 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 And, um, and Chamo's just really steady golf. But he plays every round like he's got to play to his handicap. Yeah. And it bores me to death. You know, he's going, oh, you know, I think I'll hit this. I'm going, get the driver and just, just crack it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what he's like. So. He ain't cracking it, mate. He's no, 150 no, yeah, yards yeah, on the yeah, driver, yeah. He's, he is. He's in like your fairway would offer, you know, instead of a seven, like, just to try and get it to <laughs> score. You know what I'm going? Like, I'm hitting wedge thinking I'm like a pro, you know what I mean? Like smashing the life out of it. And he's playing all these dead hunts anyway. So we're in Mar Hall, it was. So Mal, Big Malks had sorted us out to go up there and he couldn't make it. But he said, look, you go up. So his mate Moon was there, who's not a footballer, but knows Malks. So he sort of gets the feel of football. So we're blaming Chamber, right? So I'm, I'm setting up. And I'm literally going to hit it. So Chamber goes, oh, I go, oh, what? And he goes, you're not, you're not going to hit that. On the and first hole? No, no, this is not about the fourth okay, hole. Yeah. And I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, your ball's in front of the tee. Oh, it was like, on. I swear, it was like <laughs> an inch in front of the, you know, the yellow mark. I went, are you? F I said, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And so Moon, Malcolm's mate, is going, because he don't know where I'm on it off. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm blowing yeah, off yeah, yeah. or I'm just funny blowing off, you know, because I'm having it. I'm going, are you kidding me I'm going it's like the roll's 407 yards and I'm one inch in front of the it ain't a thing but that's how I was like well no you've got to play to the rules I went are you are you serious and so Moon now is well he doesn't know if to laugh or he wonders whether we're having a proper row you know what I mean but it's kind of one of them funny rows where you, you are rowing yeah yeah like, are you, you, you've got to be kidding stop me. being pathetic Jambo. yeah we're not yeah. on the PGA yeah. tour yeah. Right? exactly yeah. that so yeah I mean just stuff like that you know silly stuff with your mates but 
No, that was you sort of had to be there, but it was still hilarious. I, I mean, love this. With with the culture, we talked about the culture earlier on. So um, obviously, me and Fozzy spend a lot of time together, and I know he gets phone calls, and it's really interesting for me over the last few years to get real insight as to how football really works. But when you sign a player. Obviously, there's the football ability. What about the rest of it, them as a person? And Yeah, you, I mean, the, the big thing, misconception about foreign players that we had was, you know, like, you don't like foreign players, absolute nonsense, couldn't care like most managers where they're from as long as they're good. Um, we, we just didn't really have the financial backing to go into that market because if yeah. you get that wrong, um, not just as a player culturally, you know, their families can't settle, stuff like that. And the board at Burnley at the time wanted sort of safe bets. So you tend to go for people you know a lot about. Yeah. And in the UK gangs, I was a, obviously I played for 20 years and I was coaching straight away with under 18s there. I couldn't find out, like I, used to, I knew a couple of the, um, the uh, what do you call it, the education um, uh, people in, in football. So I could ring about what their attitude was like at uh, college. Yeah, and you know what yeah. I mean? So you start learning about them as a character, you know what they're like yeah. and who they are. Of course, the youth team coaches as well, you'd, you know, I knew a few of them. You'd ring and go, oh, do you remember so-and-so? And they'd go, yeah, good lad, works hard, blah, blah. So you just you just get a bigger background, and then you get these weird things like the media used to love that when they go, um, oh yeah, but you you love players with a good attitude. Nice go. Who doesn't want players with a good attitude? I said, where's that come from? I know. What kind of question is that? I, so I, I see. I, I think know a manager. They might get a few terrorized, but they don't mean it. They they hope they've got a great attitude. You know I, I, mean? I think. I think honestly, Most I, random I, things. I, like I say, we've been in football a long time, and. One of the one of the biggest qualities you can have is being like a team player, isn't it? Just oh, like being able to play in a team and especially be, as a manager, I'd just care. do it right. Of course, big enough a as a player, you yeah. still want lads around you you can rely on. But as a manager, you definitely want that. Yeah. So that was a given. Um, you still got to manage that. You know the obvious one I always say because they was go and they'll go. By the way, then so how would you consider Joey Barton? Now mm. as it happens, fantastic. By the way, yeah, was he? Uh, but what I'm saying is, from the outside, yeah, they're not thinking that the media are they? They're thinking, Phew. but he was. Was he Absolute tough? Yeah, fantastic, great lad as well. Fantastic. I saw him at the Marseille Tottenham match the other night, giving two fingers to the Marseille fans. Oh, the Tottenham fans! Oh, <laughs> Joey's Joey. Joey's Joey. <laughs> character, isn't he? They definitely, they definitely broke the box oh, with him. But we going great. We um, great. I want to talk about um, one of the players at Burnley that you've managed for a long, long time. Um, the goalkeeper. So, first of all, in my head as a goalkeeper, I haven't played the game. A lot of managers. A goalie haters, yeah, <laughs> they're just like stop the ball going yeah, in the back of the net. I was a right? centre half, don't forget. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. I, I love me goals. Yeah, so you would, yeah. you, you'll, you'll appreciate a good goalie, mm. somebody that does it right, somebody that stops the ball going in the back of the net, sweet as a nut. The goalie that you had at Burnley for a long, long time, Nick Pope, right? Yep. So one of my favourite goalies that I've ever sort of played against, whatever, just for the pure fact of he is what he is, he stops the ball going in the back of the net. Yeah, I think people yeah, I underappreciate him so much. Don't I they? agree. I agree. Um, we bought him an amazing success with goalkeepers. Um, I bought Tommy and then yeah. he'd just been relegated Oof, at Bristol City. What a goalie. Yeah, oh. clean, one of the cleanest sets. What a guy as well. So you know, yeah, yeah, great lad. I got slaughtered for that. It's my first ever signing really? at Burnley. I got slaughtered for it. And the reason was that I was going to bring him in at Watford. And literally the day before, well, I got tipped off I was going to get the tin sack. But I met him the day before. I still had to do my work properly. And they pulled it. They wouldn't sign him. But I said to his agent, I said, I'll be back. I said, whatever happens, I'll be back. And I thought, bit of loyalty. So I signed him. Um, we lost Lee Grant, great lad as well. Yeah, done yeah. Brilliant for us. We, we lost him. And I think he went off to Derby. Signed Tom on a free, just got relegated off Bristol City. So I got Kane for that one. The point to that story is that then we had the similar scenario with Popey. Popey got relegated at Charlton. Yeah. Some people are going, oh, but they're sort of going, well, look at what's happened with Tom Eaton. So the reason for that, and this will make sense to your thing, Ben, maybe people who are listening, but 
if you think about it, if you're still old in your nerve and you're old and you end up as a goalie and you're getting relegated, you're getting right. If you're getting relegated, you're going to get lots of goals. Yeah, sure, but Tom, yeah. I, I remember seeing him in games and um, some of the analysis, and he was still working with his defenders, at route, you know, trying to get reaction. He's diving all over play, and I thought he's he's still at it. He hasn't sacked it off. He's yeah. at it. And Popey was the same. He just had that manner about him, you know. John got relegated, conceded loads of goals, but he was at it. He's flinging himself everywhere, and you you almost think that weird thing when you go. They should have got done seven. Yeah. And they've only got done two. Yeah. Because of him. Anyway, came in, really good learner, worked with Billy Mercer, another top operator, yeah, Billy. Yeah, yeah. And you could smell it on him. And you just thought, wow, he's starting making big saves. At first, you know, maybe not. I call it saving the unsavables. Yeah. You know, and I say, go for everything, because don't be surprised when you save it. It's my biggest thing about Yeah, Keith. I love that, yeah. And I couldn't quite get him to get that mentality. And then all of a sudden you saw him break through and you thought, no, he's look at him, he's, he's got it the unsavable. He's going for everything yeah. here. Big, big fella anyway, you know, but he's he's fast. He's really fast yeah. with his arms, you know what I mean? Stands up forever. He's you know, massive. It's a massive quality he's so big. goalies just to stand yeah. up. Because goalies go down quick. Mm. Tom was good at it as well, to yeah, be fair yeah. to him. You know, the bigger you stand up, the longer you stand up for, you put doubt in the opposition, you put doubt in the centre forward or whatever, as you know. Brilliant at that. You know, just stand up forever. You can see the centre forward thinking, yeah. go on, make my decision for me. <laughs> Please. And he just wouldn't, you know what I mean? But I must say, when he was working with Tom and Joe Hart, by the way. Yeah, of course, yeah. Joe's took some heat, but I tell you, fantastic operator for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. His manner was excellent. In the end, he's, he was in an unfortunate position, just to give you a little life story about keepers. He was playing great for us, you know, but we were struggling like yeah. mad. And the only thing I hadn't changed was the keeper. I remember, I remember. And I said it, to yeah. him, I said, yeah. Joe, look, you ain't going to like this, but you're the only thing I haven't changed. Yeah. And he was raging, obviously, rightly so, but I went, Joe, it's my job. This is my job. Yeah. It's to make decisions. I remember you put on Tom Eaton and yeah, then and you went and won the next few know, straight know, afterwards. Know, it's like, oh. I know, and Joe's probably like, oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> but great operator. So you got them three cats, right? That's mm. a good three. That's a big good three. That's a serious and department. And Heach used to love it. Well, Wony, because Wony's got a bit of acid. Wony used to shout over, who's the little guy in the middle? Oh, that's so... No, <laughs> you know, he can't do he's, that. He used to hate it. Oh, <laughs> that's horrible. I never used to say it. It was well. You got you got Nick Pope who's six foot seven, right? Yeah. He's up, he's the longest man in the world. Yeah, Even is. Hartie's six foot three, four. Like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, probably. But he's got that big long neck on him and that's big so long neck, big back, stature. hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like six four. Yeah, and then you've got heats in the middle at like six foot. And we, everybody, so who's your little brother? Oh, it, it <laughs> kills, mate. It hurts. So yeah, back, yeah. Do you remember back in the day, Richard Lee, poor Richard oh, Lee? Yeah, we used to give it to mate, him. Mate, yeah. I remember like back at Watford, right back in the day. Richard Lee was again like. Uh, former goalkeeper I don't think he's that is he's five that's a five I'll do him a favour no chance mate Rich we love Rich to bits but um, yeah like I I remember like back in the day Daichi would walk in the room and no joke Richard Lee would be sat there eating his dinner he would see Daichi and he would just (laughs) go mate he's gone he would leave honestly it was horrible I was a bit bit lively as a player yeah that's what it was wasn't it so I think you, you, yeah you could see that bit of Richard so you got to just bring him down a peg or two don't you yeah, he is good a good lad. lad. But I did used to give him some <laughs> Horrible it was. Um, Nick, I've got a question to ask about Nick, Nick Pope as well then. So um, one of one of Nick's biggest qualities for me is, which just gets, is again, super underappreciated, is his ability to come out for crosses, for oh, balls into the box, right? Was it was it a plan at, at Burnley especially to, when, when, you had a, when you were facing a corner, was it the plan for him to stand on the six-yard box? Because that's what he did. He would literally stand there and no, sometimes... I think, he would just put his arms yeah, up in the air and catch it. just mature into it. You know, really? I mean, the, the, the biggest thing I'd say about Popey, to give you a, a sort of coaching backstory, is I remember to see he's getting a bit frustrated. And I said, Popey, look, just trust us. Yeah. You are moving forward. I'm telling you, I see it in training. Billy sees it. The other keeps it. Everyone sees it. Because he wasn't playing. Sometimes he wasn't even sub. Because yeah. we had Joe, Joe yeah, and uh, I remember, yeah, yeah. 
And I said, J just bear with it, just trust me. And he did, fair play to him. Now, Tarky was the same. Tarky had to sit there behind Ben, me and Kino yeah. for, for a year and a half. Wow. But I said, Tarky, trust me, you are improving. I'm, I'm telling you, yeah. I promise you, you're improving. It's hard and for a player to hear that though, I isn't know, it? You I just, just want to be there doing Tarky it. Tarky was reacting quicker in training, he's blocking things. It, all the ugly stuff that I love about defending, he was getting better and better at. Yeah. So no surprise when them cats go in and they do it. They just do it. Yeah. Like, like Pope went in and he never looked back. Oh, he didn't, did he? You know, I love him. He's done his shoulder. Yeah, it was his shoulder. And Pope went in and was just... Poof, Hit the ground runner. So, in answer to your question, you know yourself, you coach some, and then you mature. He's maturing as a player. He's actually growing in... in not growing, but in confidence. Yeah. You know? So now he's coming for them crosses. And we're not saying you must come for it. He's like making big decisions really early. That's so brave, oh, that. Yeah, that is yeah, so yeah. brave. To be able to stand, honestly, I've watched him do it. He's, he'll stand on the, like just yeah. inside the six-yard bar. I'm thinking, you're mad. Like, if you drop it there, it's a goal. Yeah, you know yeah. that. Yeah, you it's a goal. Forget, he's a monster. Mate, well. he is a monster. You know, when you stand with him and you just think, you are... Enormous. Mate, he's I'll, like I, bas basketball we, style. We did, I did. A, I did something the other week, and I said, I said on people gave me pouters in the comments. I said Nick Pope's about six foot seven. You know, he's about, he's the longest goalie no, out there. Is, yeah, on Wikipedia, they've six, listed six him as six three or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And people are killing me. Going, That's just his he's, arms. He's six foot three, and I'm thinking he's not. He's about that much taller than Fuzzy, me. He's no, massive. It's funny because you replied to one of the comments and said. How big was he when you stood next to him? Didn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't you? Um, he's doing the duck under the door when he walks in and all that. Mate, he is absolutely wow. massive. Isn't I mean, he? him and him and Tom between them. I mean, two terrific operators, yeah. two terrific lads. Well. They are, and they? when he went to Newcastle, I think it was ten million. And sometimes oh, these transfers go under the window. I mean, wow. we always talk I mean, about it, Craig I think, Dawson. I think but... to be fair, forget about. It, I think he had a year left. I seem to. Yeah. Remember. So obviously, if he had a few years left, I'm sure it would be more. But um, it's he's a steal. Still. I think he's done well from what I gather. Um, I read a few of the boards and Stoney's up there Steve yeah, Stoney yeah. he's been to some of the games he said no he's done great oh, he's just been nominated for player of the month as well oh there you he? go so then yeah there I mean, you go says it all but he's he's a top performer but Tom Tom was a top performer as well so and you you mentioned Sean with um, obviously with a bit of time off you've been watching games and um, helping out pals and, and stuff like that are there any sports that you've kind of other sports that you've taken inspiration from do you know from? what I had, I had a, I had a Carlsberg weekend where straight after the, the fellow uh, fellow called Jim who's um sort of built and, and runs uh, leaders in sport. I've done some talks for him and he's amazing. Um, Jimmy Rally, he, he links you in with stuff. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting at my mate's 40th in Dublin and a lad called Richie Sadler I used to play with at Millwall who would have been a top player but finished her injury, but great lad. So we were having lunch. I get this message through, right? I swear, this is how your life does change because you, you never normally got time and now yeah. you have got time. I literally get a WhatsApp. Hey, Dodge from Jimmy. Hey, Dodge, you just wondered, do you fancy doing Champions League? And then we're flying down with... Um, couple of people I won't name names but a couple of people private jet down to watch the Monaco Grand Prix oh, so I'm yes. reading this out to Richie Sadler right so I'm reading <laughs> I'm having lunch I went so he goes so I, I go like you do you know Ben you got your kids and I go yeah just got to check with the family and Rich Sadler went there's no checking with the family I say yes so you just kept capital letters you just put yes that's it and you know and you go oh yeah 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 so I was like I mean that that's been coming along for a number of years now but you can't do it you never yeah, got time of course, to do it yeah. so amazing so in answer to your question about other sports, golf would be a main one. I do like golf, and I've been fortunate to speak to a few golfers, watch some good golf and all that. Um, the Monaco Grand Prix, I'm not, I'm not crazy about motor racing per se, but elite anything I watch. I love watching elite performance. Yeah, yeah. I think it's brilliant. Um, music's a big one for me, so I'm massively into that. Um, I'm, I'm not sort of, a, what's the word, I'm not precious about it. I watch all different kinds of music. I just like watching performers. Um, yeah, back to the sport general stuff you know I went to Wimbledon on an invite I'm, I'm not mad into tennis but I you know I like it enough to go along and enjoy it and 
So yeah, rugby. I know I don't know anything about rugby, but I've done a few talks with the rugby mm. guys. So seen a bit of rugby and Eddie Jones, amazing fella. He's you know I've been to a couple of England games that he's invited me to and spoke with them and all that sort of stuff. So I've been still been doing a bit of that, um, podcasts and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But on the sports scene, not not so much. A bit of football, but not like I say, not obsessively going everywhere. That'll come again, but at the minute, just... Well, I think on behalf of um, not only myself, but I think most of the, the Premier League fans out there, mate, don't get too comfy in this, all right? Because we need to see you back in the Premier League soon. Sort of do, you know, do you know what is weird? I don't mind saying to you, because it, it, it's the truth, but you know what? People come up to me and they go, do you know what, Dodge? We just miss seeing your yeah. interviews. And I Honestly. Just go, Why? And they, they just go, yeah. just because, you know, you just always just call it or have a bit of fun and all that. And I was like, hmm. I was like... I was like, it'd be a bit no. better if you missed the football. It's the interviewers, though, Sean. Hey, it it's is. the interviewers because I sometimes you see like um, maybe foreign coaches come over and the reporters lead with a question or something. But the, I always sometimes think the coaches and managers give them an opportunity to start kind of weaseling around. And I always think with yours, you, you don't give them the opportunity. Yeah. It's like they know going into it, they can't ask shit questions. No, the thing is that when you do it a long time, you do a lot, you know, as well. Even Burnley, right? I mean, I must say, you know, Pep and all them guys. They're doing like double me. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. So sometimes when you sit in the go, oh, you know, apparently they only give them 15 minutes. It's because they could be there for three hours. For me, most were pretty good with us. You know, they're pretty real. We, we got a bit of heat now and again, but most were pretty good. So I thought, well, if they're good with me, I'm going to give them the time back. And you've you got to remember, eight, uh, nine and a half years, some of these guys have known for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So actually build up a bit of rapport. So they know now you can have a bit of fun with them. They can ask a bit of fun questions. Sometimes they get it wrong and I get it wrong, but usually... And, it, and it's, I always think if you're authentic, right, people, they can smell it. Yeah, of course yeah. they can. So yeah. people meet me, they always go, oh, you're how I imagine. And I go, yeah, that's because I was being how yeah, you're that's me, yeah. I mean, mates back home, they wouldn't let me live with it anyway. No my mates would ruin me. Yeah, going, would, well, yeah. Oh, my work, what are you doing? Stop giving so, it the yeah, big Yeah, yeah, so you're on TV, who was that? They go, that ain't you, you know what I mean? So they'd Cardigan, say, or, Pat oh, Cardigan or something oh, like that. that. Yeah. I'd get ruined. My mates would ruin me, and for that alone, ain't worth it. You know what I mean? No that's chance, it. mate. Scotty Parker, that's what the one was he wearing, that Tom Brown top or something, expensive jumper. It was like five, six hundred quid. Or oh, come on, well, I'm not knocking anyone. They could do what they want, but for me, I just thought, nah, my mates would ruin me, so that always keeps me. At the back of my mind, I think, am I going to get away with that? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But I will say to you, though, just quickly on this subject, and I say this to younger managers when they ring me for advice, and I go, you have, unfortunately, the way the media world is now, you've got to sort of drop enough in a yeah. few new buzzwords and that, or else you're sort of seen as not relevant. Really? So, oh, yeah, yeah. So I say, look, just be, you know, I, I probably get away with it because people know me now. But, you know, you've got to, you know, the modern culture, you know, you're going to come out with these buzzwords and phrases and you've almost got to sound like you're a bit pseudo-intellect. Really, so that, yeah. yeah. So that the media grip hold of you, because if not, they'd just be like, oh. Uh, there you've got to protect, like yeah you've got to say stuff to make them think oh he's ahead of the track like he knows what he's talking about here when in well, real I, I, honesty for banter, for banter I'd throw in stuff like I'd agree with the stuff so I, I once said um, they said really good performance today. I said yeah I'm bereft of superlatives <laughs> it's all pre-planned so the staff in the office wetting themselves because this comes up so when I do the media it comes up within about an you've hour you've got to get bereft in there you've got oh, to yeah, get yeah. it in there so somewhere. I just, yeah, 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 so yeah. I just throw in Sometimes for a bit of fun, you know what I mean? And we just come out with, or we deliberately use modern terms. I, I love so that. The lads will be buzzing. Yeah, go, yeah. yeah we, we recycled the ball really well today. And we played some linear passes, you know, and all that. And the lads will be buzzing. And we go, look at him. <laughs> love you know that. I, mean? so I we, bet we you'll be watching telly going, lads, what, what, watch this. And oh, yeah, we heard, we heard one of the coaches, I went to, they, they, called a, they called a long ball a vertical pass. Oh, so come on. Went, yeah, yeah, no. So I went, I went yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd been, we're working on vertical passes. Oh, so the lads are buzzing. Shit. The lads in the office are buzzing, all the staff and that. My you know God. I mean? so. 
Um, right, I've, we've got some kind of like quick fire questions for you. Right, it's okay. not like they're not like obviously sort of one answer. If you please, if you don't could not do that, that'd be brilliant. That'd be amazing. <laughs> monosyllabic, man. Yeah, monosyllabic. 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 Yeah. Got that wow. one a few times. Yeah, wow. So we're going to start with some sort of like manager specific questions. Okay. okay? Um, Sean Dyche, who is the best player you've ever managed? Ability-wise, just pure do you know, ability. Do you know the one? Do you know the one who I thought would would have had a little period, but would have been fantastic. Was Stephen Defoe? I knew you was going to say Stephen Defoe. I knew what, it. What a good player, mate! And he had a window when he was fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, really like Premier League fix when he came over. He wasn't, and he knew that after yeah. a few months. He got Premier League fit, and it's so unfortunate for him and us. He got a bad injury. Bad injuries, yeah. He was flying, yeah. and I remember thinking he could see things differently. And you, you know, you think you're a top player. No wonder Belgian, Belgian. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. caps me. But you know, you go, yeah, you can see it. And when he got really fit and understood what we were about, oh, he, he added so much. And do you know, I was going to knew you was going to say that because we played against you when he was fit and he was good to go. And then we also played against him when he was he, he must have had an injury or coming back or yeah. just before and he looked a little bit overweight, he looked a little bit sluggish off the pace kind of thing. Yeah. But in his pomp when he was playing that oh. day I remember everybody coming off the pitch going, Wow. Yeah, he had a window of about three months when he's fit and leaning on it. Yeah. When he his 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 brain had changed that much, I swear to you. He carried on playing right and he literally had got to the point he sort of hardened up a bit. He, yeah. he was like I've got this funny feeling in my knee and it turns out to be a lumbar cartilage ah. broken off and he but he was just going oh just a bit of a funny feeling you know because he was so on it he was just like buzzing, momentum buzzing, yeah, 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 buzzing, it, yeah confident but yeah for, for a player you look at you just go you know what a player yeah effective players different like Joey was brilliant for really, us yeah. coming at perfect time you know Andre for that season particularly oh yeah to get us, machine yeah, weren't it yeah, yeah. yeah so you know there are some effective players as well but just as a pure class you go Stephen, Stephen DeFore yeah when you thought yeah what a player love that um, favourite away stadium to play at whether it be because you always got good results there or just yeah, the surroundings bit of both I think because of when you were growing up as a younger younger player but I was playing professionally is, is Old Trafford yeah I wasn't a Man U fan but the, the, the feel of it you know the, the, the history of it the, and we did have good results yeah there. you did didn't you um, you know night games there and all that Poor, you know as a yeah. manager you're walking out you're just going specialist you know, Proper, you know what I mean. Yeah. Some of the modern stadiums are amazing. I must say, Tottenham's new stadium is amazing. Yeah, is Got battered there, unfortunately. <laughs> but amazing stadium. But Old Trafford, just the whole feel of it. You yeah, know what I mean. It so, is, yeah. yeah, loving that. Loving um, I love that. Who is? And this is. You might have to rack your brain a little bit for this. Anfield as well, by the way. Yeah, and rocking, yeah. Oh, when it's rocking, it's pop, yeah, yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the player who has been the worst trainer, but then on a match day, you knew you could just rely on. Without a shadow of a doubt, when I was playing, this is unfortunate though, but I've got yeah. to answer. Hyde Elgson. Really, yeah. Oh, Big old Hyder. Turgid. <laughs> and he just go, oh, no, we've got Hyder. Turgid. Really? We give him a stick about it all the time. All the time we go. And he, he, he needs to look at it and go, I oh, know. Because you'd be like, oh, no, we've got Hyder. We're going to struggle today. Yeah. It's amazing because you, you said... Danny Webber in small-sided football back then. <laughs> Webb's just going to win your, your small-sided games. Hyder's going to lose you it. But... Come again, time you'd have Ida on your team sheet every time. He was one of them. You said oh, big, big Hyder. He wasn't big, was he? Oh, he's an animal. He, he could jump, couldn't he? Cool. He could. He was a sicko. Tough. He'd put his head anywhere. Oh, tough Horrible, as, wasn't tough he? As teak, I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, and top man as well. Brilliant. You don't, they don't make so, yeah, many like Hyder Haugerson anymore, do they? No, they don't make what, many. What like an that. underrated player. Another really, really good player. Yeah, love uh, that. But yeah, train, train. Um, best one of the best trainers I played as well, Timmy Cale. Yeah. Timmy Cale, top. Top player, training, professional, top, top pro, all just that. Top, yeah, again, you know, you get small side of games, you go, please get, please get Timmy on yeah, that yeah. team. 
you got Timmy, you're going to win. Nice. Simple as that. Love but as that. a manager, sorry, your question about uh, worst trainer, best players. That was it, wasn't yeah, it? Best yeah, best on a Saturday. Yeah. Um, as a manager, do you know what? We had a bit of an environment where there weren't. Probably Andre. Andre really, Clay, yeah. yeah. But you knew what you're going to get on a Saturday. Yeah, because you yeah. know if you play him right yeah. for him, exactly, yeah. he's going to perform, yeah, which you... we did. We got the ball forward, yeah. we got it in behind, and he, he like powerhouse. Powerhouse he was, in wasn't training, he? he could be made of rubber at yeah. times. <laughs> you know what I mean? As you know, as you know. Uh, great lad as well, though. great lad. He is great a great lad. lad, I love him to bits. Um, managers pre-match meal before a game. I weren't too precious as a player. I was a bit more precious as a manager. Kind of whatever the chef, yeah. Kind of, you know, they just we wouldn't have a meal, meal like a, um, unless you were the team. I'm sorry, in the manager room, you mean? No, I mean sort of like you know when the, the, that twelve o'clock oh. or a three o'clock kickoff. Do is there anything? You... Well, you do that thing, don't you? Where it's um, a buffet. Yeah. So just that I'd, yourself. Yeah, I just have whatever. I, I, as a player, I was, I was into it, but as a manager, just whatever I fancied on that. You know, you get anxiety in that, so it's a bit. Yeah. You don't yeah. really want to, You know, weird thing when you sort of know you got to eat, even as a manager, but you sort of like oh, just get through know. it. Yeah. Don't yeah, matter what again. it is, just yeah, get through it. Again. You know, I always thought you could do it as a manager. Something that you absolutely adore, like a bacon sandwich. Oh, yes. You know, no matter whether you're anxious or not, you're yes. going to go, or you smell it and you go, I'm going to have a bacon sandwich. Hey, you can pull them strings and get a bacon yeah, sandwich. in front of the lads. Isn't it? Brown or red? Sauce. Either, depend on the mood for me. Oh, I like it. We, um, yeah, uh, no, we're not in front of the players. You when when we was at Birmingham, when I was at Birmingham, and this is, what, 12 years ago, 11, 12 years ago, um, I would have a bacon sarnia for pre-match meal. The chef yeah. would make a would, would make a point I'll of bringing a few Nicky out Laura and there'd be a few players. He always had that sicky sort of stomach, so he wanted something he wanted. Yeah, he wanted to have something he actually something. wanted, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be madly against it, but just think in front of it. But you know the players now, they're big long You've got to set an example, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and all that sort of stuff. Um the best way Sean Dyche celebrates a big win. Calmness, usually. Yeah. I just feel right. It's hard to explain. I don't really not one for running up and down the sidelines. Um, no, just, I'm talking like afterwards. Right. What are you doing? Are you going home and chilling? Oh, you going down the same pub sort for a few? Of thing, yeah, out with the lads sometimes, yeah. out with the family. Um could be anything. But just that inner calmness, that yeah, inner nice. wealth well being feeling. Yeah. You know, you just go Premier League's tough um, league, isn't it, mate? To get a win, yeah, honestly. Yeah, not many wins, mate. Mate, just to you get, get 10, a win. 10 11 in a season. Yeah, true that. As you're taking that. So, Bloody right. Like Steve Bruce always made me laugh. He said he didn't mind the championship because uh, he had loads of good weekends. Yeah, damn <laughs> you know, right. Because he well. win so many games. You damn know what right I mean? But, as well. Um, what's your favourite pre season destination? Is there somewhere you always went with Burnley? Was it the same not, hotel? Not always, but the ones that we found worked really well for the quality was um, more recently was the campus in uh, Quinta de Lago. Oh, yeah, nice. Went there a few times, the lads loved it. Yeah. You know, can get hot there, but not crazy hot. Yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. the facility there is fantastic. The whole thing is a bit like Soho Farmhouse, the building, but equipped to the pitch was amazing. Um, Evian, I think. Probably the best one, the most elite one, looking over Lake Geneva and that oh. beautiful, stunning place. And the hotel was amazing. Pitches were amazing because they'd done them for the Euros. I think Germany went there and put money into the pitches. Yeah, so yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, that's that's top draw. That is. So they're probably the, the two outstanding ones. Oh, but we've had, we've had some good trips. Carton House was good in Cork, was good. Nice. Fort Island in Cork. Mainly for the memories, you I know. I think I've done a Cork one. A Cork one yeah, was good, yeah. to be fair, yeah. Um, do you enjoy pre-season training as a manager obviously as a player it's a bit different but as a manager do you enjoy that pre-season I do when it, when you see the player you know sometimes you, the players look on it they yeah. look right you know and you just go oh yeah I'm, I'm feeling that straight away the ones when you're going oh really yeah. Right, yeah I remember when we got into Europe the, the next pre-season the lads come in with a bit of pomp and all that and I'm going whoa 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 I could smell it early doors I thought hang on a second these are having it these are thinking like we're in Europe and I'm going no it's not going to be like that lads. no chance mate. we had a shocking start we got 12 points after 19 games yeah 
and I could smell it in pre-season. I thought, oh no, these are really yeah, just got that. That sets little, the tone for the season. Yeah, almost like we're we're sort of we're in Europe. We we I'm doing a bit now. And then all them weird things when players it's the weirdest thing they start deciding I need this and I need that and oh. you go hang on you didn't need that three months yeah. ago so why do you need it now? Yeah. That's interesting. So I could smell it. Whereas other pre seasons, I remember the first year we got promoted um, at Burnley, got rid of a load of players and he brought three free transfers in. But I tell you, you could smell it. Yeah. You know, Danny Ings was on fire, on Trips it. was on fire, Jason Shackle was playing. You just thought, Phew. and suddenly you know. Charlie was doing great, but then we sold him for Sam Vokes was doing it. And all of a sudden you went, Dean Marnie, remember Dean Marnie was like a Rolls Royce. Yeah. And he just set the tone and you thought, we're having this. Dean yeah. Marnie, I'm telling you, Rolls Royce. I'd love that. Um, so, do you think Do you think a team like, like a say like a middle middle sort of Premier League team, like at that time Burnley had an amazing season, but I almost think getting into Europe is an absolute, it's a problem for teams like Burnley, isn't it? It is, it is. And, and you, you can't win, can you? Because the, the kudos that it brings to the fans and yeah, that is yeah. amazing. They're like, wow, I couldn't believe it. Progress you know, as well, 50 isn't it? Years. Yeah, progress and all that. But you look at them fixtures, you know. We had a nightmare. We, we had like Olympiacos, so you're travelling overnight and all that. We had, I can't even say it, a section bore or whatever it's called, some long name in, yeah, in Turkey. You're traveling through the night. You're having like no sleep at all. Sunday, Thursday. Then, well, we I remember we flew overnight. We played out there. We're boiling hot and all that. Flew overnight. I haven't got a massive squad. Got up, got up the next day. Then you're in that dilemma. Do we get them in? Do we not? For a warm down or not? Because I need their rest and yeah. sleep. Then we had to train the next day. Then we flew down to London to play Fulham or something away. And you, the players just look like... It's that mental fatigue, really isn't it? Tough, yeah. The mental the fatigue. the pre-season starts really early, the games. Yeah. So then you're sort of using the games to try and be like pre-season games but you know they're real honestly it's really it's really tough the bigger clubs still tough for them but the difference is they've got squads you know yeah, you might have it. 25 international football you almost need two like 11s that. don't you two starting yeah. 11s yeah you do yeah. or a couple of really handy kids who are going to support the group and yeah, yeah, play yeah. their part and we didn't have that you know and the Premier League was a build and end all so amazing kudos to get there and amazing for the town and the place and all that Tough, really tough. Tough on the players. Yeah. Tough on the organisation, the logistics, and all that. Are you a fan of the five subs now? Well, I was against it, but I, tr I tried to clear up the point that it favours the bigger clubs because obviously they can put, you know, they've got five the worldies happy. on the bench. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep the players happy, rotate, and all that. But we didn't have that, so mm. my point was purely a logical one. It wasn't about um, I'm against it. If I was, I don't actually said this, but obviously, you know. If you say something common sense, go don't make a story, does it? So, but I actually said, I said, if I was Pepping them, I'd want five subs. Of course yeah. I would. Why wouldn't you? Of course. Clark, Pepping all them, you go, brilliant. Look at my bench, they're all happy. I can throw them all on. You know, we're 3 0 up, give them a game, they're happy. They've got five fifty millions yeah, sitting yeah, on exactly. the bench there. Like, yeah. So it favours them, you know what I mean? We, we wanted them when they're like a bit fatigued and all that, don't yeah, we? We sure. didn't want them putting five brand new, world class players on. So it's more of a. A, a defence of Burnley at the time yeah. going well look we, well, that's not going to favour us Yeah. but if I was at a different club of course different uh, who is the biggest player the biggest named player that you almost signed is there somebody that ever has been that I tell close everyone, and everyone sort of throws in names like this but it's true because I met him in holiday was Harry Kane oh really and, but it was when Harry Kane had come out of you know the season he'd been on loan a couple of times hadn't really worked yeah, for him. Yeah. I think in Norwich and Leicester and that, yeah, he'd yeah. sort of been bit part he was in Portugal and I saw him and I said, look, met his family and all that, just by chance, chatting with him and all that. Knew him from the mill days. I wasn't there, but I mean, the lads, they all spoke really highly of him, really liked him. I phoned up about him, but at the time, they, the, I think it was Tim, Tim Sheld immediately said seven million and we were in the market for like three. Oof. And I was like... Seven mil for a young lad unproven. Um, yeah, Oof. unproven, exactly. And you're Burnley. And I said to the board, I said, look, I, you know, and they went, we can't do that. Do you know what I mean? Now, you might have even got, I don't know, five plus add-ons, but at the time, we were looking at 
I think George Boyd record signed at the time for like three million. Yeah. So we just couldn't do it. Boyd was an animal, by the way, know. wasn't he? He yeah, could run some men. Bloody hell. But Harry Kane, I always thought he was an amazing player, still do now. You know, when they, you know, people question him in the press and that, I was going, you've got to be kidding me. Hey. I said, let's say at the end of the season and Harry gets another 25. As always, as yeah, usual, yeah. yeah. Top pro as well. Top, yeah, top lad, yeah, top yeah. Um, right, a little bit more general now. Any hidden skills, Sean Deitch? Not, uh, no, not overly. Just pretty normal stuff. Boom, leave it there. Favourite meal? Curry's love a curry. Yes, 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 yes. With a, with a pint of kingfish, or preferably. Oh. I still like cobra, but kingfish is my one. Favourite drink? Only one, of course. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite drink? Joking apart, water. Yeah. I, I love, I'm mad for what everyone always goes to, oh my God, you know, drink gallons of it. If I'm out with the lads, a pint of lager. Yeah, but, but generally water. Is uh, there, sorry, I've got one to throw in. Um, sporting bucket list, as a fan, is there any big sporting event you'd love to go and see? I think, I think although it probably, I'm a bit impatient, me, so it probably drive me mad, but I think on your, on your CV of sports events, probably the um, Super Bowl or something. Yeah, 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 probably nice. drive me mad because it's so slow and all the breaks. But it's a massive event and it's a world-renowned event, you know. So you saw a Monaco Grand Prix was a little version of that because obviously imagine, it's renowned because yeah. it's Monaco and all that. I was pleased to go there and got looked after incredibly. But something like that, I'm not, you know, I'm not pressured about these things. But something like that would be, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah World yeah. Cup final and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, World Cup final, I think, is my one to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, idol growing up. Uh, football. Anything. Probably football. Glen Oddle, I yeah. think. The world stars Maradona and all that, but probably in, in the English game that time, Glenn Oddle, because yeah. I was a midfield player then and loved the way he passed it and all that. Sporting idol. Um, I think there's so many now. You yeah. know, so many I respect. You know what I mean? In football, I must say, my, my number one would still probably be Ronaldo for the fact he's done it at every club, you know, more or less. Mm. You know, Messi's amazing, but yeah, you know, with, yeah. Ronaldo's travelled to other clubs and Different still countries. done it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cultures, countries, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. just does it forever. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know too too many to me. I love top golfers and top top elite players in all sorts of sports. I love them, you know, Federer and people like oh, that. Yeah, you know, what I mean? you yeah. look at them and just think top 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 pro top people. You know what I mean? Mm. So any phobias? Spiders, wasps? No, I don't really do all that. Nothing. No, no problem. Favorite holiday destination? <sighs> yeah, again, I love traveling. Yeah. Um, really love Portugal. Yeah. The place there, so I'm bound to have a soft spot for that, but. Just love traveling, love going all over the place. I love Vegas and places like yeah, you know, gotcha. just love it. You know, different, different, completely different places. I think that's been the beauty of probably being out of work for a little bit. You get to actually go and do these yeah. places, sort of I mean, when you wouldn't normally. Stuff, I still love Ibiza and places. I love yeah, it. Gotcha. Some lovely little, amazing little coves yeah. and that you can dip yourself in the madness if you want to, or you can dip yourself in a beautiful little Ibiza's cove. Ibiza's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, I'm with you. you know, it doesn't always have to be mad places further afield. You yeah. know what I mean? The Vegas thing must be nice though, because we've been in the past, haven't we, a few times, and. Um, you're kind of a bit more conspicuous, aren't well, you? Vegas is, is, we all know it's fake, right? But it's the top level of fake that yeah, you're ever going to yeah. go. As long as you, you accept can, it, it's fine. Yeah, Who cares? Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, it doesn't always have to be about mad yeah. culture, which I do love. Been Sorrento and, you know, the Amalfi Coast is beautiful and Sicily's amazing and all that. Amazing culture. Dubrovnik, Dubrovnik, what a place really, that yeah. is. Oh, it must, it's a must go, by the way. Dubrovnik is fantastic. The love people that. are amazing, the place is amazing. It doesn't always have to be about that though. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. it can be a bit of fake. Let your like Dubai, you have four Same days thing, in Dubai. Yeah, yeah, yeah you just yeah, go, look, yeah, yeah. fake but amazing fakeness. Top yeah. level of everything. You can go about your business a bit more as well, can't you? Like yeah, especially yeah, in America. It's... Yeah, they don't really don't really bother you that much, you yeah. know what I mean? But um right, final question. Um what advice would Sean Dyche give to a younger Sean Dyche as a kid, kind of growing up, sort of life advice? Keep that closed, keep them open. 
I just think that, just work hard at everything. I like that. Yeah, that's nice. Brilliant. Yeah, Sean Dyke, you're the man. Thank you so much. Chops. Cheers, lads. That was incredible. Sean Dyke is the man. Up the Fozcast. Up the Fozcast. Up the Fozcast. <laughs> <laughs> you say what he wants, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> Just a bit, a bit of humour at the end of yeah. oh, I love it, don't you? <laughs> Great. No, Thank cool. Thanks everybody for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Fozcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Fozcast. Up the Fozcast.